welcome to the Through the Lens of Learning podcast. If we haven't met, hello, I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Schroyer. I'll give you two words that summarize me to a T, lifelong learner. Join me as I share a bit about my own journey of curiosity, learning, and wonder. You'll also get to hear from some phenomenal individuals on what they're curious about learning and what they have to share too. Are you itching with excitement yet? I am, so let's get started. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Through the Lens of Learning. And I have with me today, Brittany Bowman. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So Brittany and I met through, I think it's through um, the Wealthy Queen Inner Circle um, and some other uh, people we hang around with, cool people. Um, And uh, Brittany has some awesome things going on with her business. I feel like in your life, you have uh, just a great transition story over time. Um, So Brittany, before we kind of dig in and get into more of your learning journey um, over time, can you tell us how do you define learning? So I, I look at learning as like survival, honestly. I think it is so important for us to continue to grow as a human being and a society. And um, so I honestly, I look for lessons in everything. And I think if we just listen and observe, we can learn so much. And that is just the ultimate goal for me is to learn as much as possible. Um, but I also have ADHD. So I it's very hard for me to sit and read a book. Um, so I get to learn through life experiences and do and being in different programs and groups. And so that's how I really infuse learning into my life. And to me, if you're not learning, you're like giving up. Mm hmm. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Great answer. Um, so Brittany, we want to talk about you and just, you know, your learning journey over time. And do you want to talk about your business? Do you want to talk about yourself? Like, where do you want to start? Yeah. Well, I, it all is so intertwined. I don't know if I could even separate the two. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Um, because my business was really born out of a personal struggle I was having and I wanted to inspire other, inspire other people. So, um, so I started out and please interrupt me at any time if you have specific questions or want me to quit rambling. Um, but (laughs) I, um, honestly, my marriage was like, not so hot. Um, may I, I, it feels like forever ago, but I think it was like six years ago. Um, and but, you were working like a regular full-time job for a while. Yeah. So okay. I had a full-time job. I had a newborn, um, essentially a newborn. And, uh, we had just, we lived in Columbus, Ohio for a, a long time. I lived there for like 12 years. We had just moved to Cincinnati and, um, I had a newborn. And so we had like, and then my husband changed jobs and I transitioned from an in, uh, like an at work person to an in-home person and a remote position. So just like so many changes all at once. And, um, my marriage was just like, not to be dramatic, but it felt like it was crumbling. Like we were like not on the same page with anything. And my husband is, I think the nicest man on earth. I mean, I'm a little biased, but (laughs) so sweet, but it didn't, it didn't matter. We were both being nice to each other, but we were both miserable because I was so focused on my to-do list every day, like 
keep the baby alive and, you know, make sure all his needs. (laughs) Yeah, that was my top priority. And then just making sure that the house was taken care of, the laundry was done, there was food on the table. Like, I mean, I think we all know how that feels and goes, Mm -hmm. right, Um, Mm -hmm. to some degree. And my husband and I were just not communicating. But I realized that my house was just really keeping me stuck. Like I didn't have time to focus on me. I didn't have time to focus on my marriage because my top priority was the house and the kid. So um, I really, I started decluttering and I started like just getting rid of the, the, the physical stuff in our home. And then my journey just skyrocketed because I was taking stuff off my calendar that didn't make sense. And I was, you know, backing away from friendships in a kind way, like backing Mm -hmm. away from friendships that felt draining. And so I discovered who I am and now I get to keep learning and like keep growing into this amazing human that I want to be. So how how did you even get the motivation to start? Because I know sometimes for people that's the hardest part is to start to make any kind of change so what I mean yeah you were having a difficult time in your life but was there something that actually happened that kind of punched you and got you into doing you know the thing like, you know decluttering that kind of yeah thing? I actually I watched an episode one episode of Marie Kondo's whatever that show was called tidying up maybe uh-huh. and I was I was really listening and it really wasn't about the stuff I was seeing. I was like, oh, like anyone can do this. Anyone can declutter, right? And it's bringing so much peace into their life. And so she inspired me to try. I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is what's going to like make everything fall into place for me. And so I started decluttering my clothing, which was looking back on it I wish I still had could find those pictures of the mounds of clothing that I was rifling through but um that was what really kick-started me but as I was watching I'm like it's not even about the stuff it's like it's how all that stuff is weighing us down and it's about shedding all the stuff that doesn't support us so that honestly that was what kick-started me and I was like well shoot you know what, what I've been doing isn't working. So F it, I'm going to try. And I started trying and like every day, I just started building more and more momentum. But also, I kept it simple because I do, especially with an ADHD brain, you get very overwhelmed when there's a big, massive picture in front of you. And you're like, why? I don't even know where to start. So I kept my actions very concentrated, focused and tiny. Like, like today, I'm going to do the junk drawer. And if I did it, then it was a win. Okay. Okay. Now, did your husband think you were a little crazy when you started doing this? Was he afraid you were going to throw out some of his stuff? (laughs) Honestly, I'm kind of surprised. He was like, I asked him to do it with me and he was like, okay, cool. So he was like pulling all his stuff out of the closet too. And he had his big pile of stuff on the bed. So like I had, yeah, I had all these piles on the floor and his was on the bed and it was really fun. And now that you're saying that, I had forgotten this. I started to feel connected. I, Tracy, I cannot oh. even I can't believe I forgot this part. We were having conversations. You had something to do together. together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we were like laughing and making jokes about like the garbage clothing we had. And like, you know, it was just like, and he would hold something up like, should I keep that? I'm like, no, you look horrible in that. And um, 
Yeah. So I, I have totally forgotten that we just felt oh. so connected and it felt really, really good, especially at that time because I was desperate for some change. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened from there? Because I'm guessing, I know some people have a ton to declutter, but you probably get to a certain point where you're kind of at a plateau or, you know, things are as clean, you know, you maintain them. So where did that take you from there? So I started, and that was where my business came in. I felt so inspired. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I can do this and it can save my marriage, like I want to show other people how to do this because it's way easier than you actually think. Now it's a lot of work, but it once you start, um, kind of like a muscle. Once you start making those decluttering decisions, you get better and better and better at it. And um, so I like just kept going through the house. I would do like a wave and get rid of stuff. Then I do another wave and it's really started opening up my mind to like, okay, well, if all this stuff's been weighing me down, what else is weighing me down? And it's like, so then I started to get really in tune to anything that felt heavy I was out. Like, I didn't want to deal with it if it felt heavy. And so then, obviously, I became a much happier person, (laughs) right? (laughs) So um, it then I wanted to show other people how to do it. And so I ran, like, a free challenge on Facebook for friends. Like, I'm just like, whoever wants to join me, we're going to be decluttering. And then I had so much fun with that. And I was getting so so much energy from the people Mm. who were sharing their wins with me. They were like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen the bottom of my closet in 10 years or like all these little things that people were saying to me that was, it was giving me so much life that I was like, I, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want, I want to help people every single day. And so then my business was born and um, yeah, it is so rewarding to help people break through all of those stories that they've been telling themselves their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Once they start breaking through those thought patterns, it's so simple for them to start getting rid of things. So that's how, that's where my business was born. And now I just, I do it every day and I love it. I love the people I work with. And what's your business's name? It's called Clutter HQ. Okay. Clutter HQ. And Brittany, is one of the things that you do, um, I know you help people and you've done challenges and things like that. Have you ever gone in and cleaned out somebody's space for them? Yes, I do have them work with me because okay. it, I've, um, and this is just a personal preference. I feel like if I don't do it with them and help them learn how to make those decisions a year from now, they're probably going to be in the same boat. So I really want it to stick and like for them forever have the tools and resources to keep to maintain their home in a way that brings them joy. Um, And so I have definitely gone into homes and it's actually really fun for me. A lot of times I walk into someone's house and I can tell their energy immediately is like they're very guarded. They're embarrassed. Like they feel like they this is something that they shouldn't have to hire out help for. But that is just absolutely not the case. And there's never anything to be embarrassed about. I mean, I'll get down on the floor and and scrub cat pee out of your carpet. I do not care. I have zero judgment. I just go in and my my main focus is results. Like, let's get you some relief. And I have so much fun when I do it and when I go to people's homes and help them. So what happens when, like, you're looking at an item, like, 
and I'm thinking of somebody, a family member of mine, lives somewhere else, but they have items that they feel like they have an attachment to and they struggle to get rid of it. Because I think, is it Marie Kondo does the like, see if it brings you joy, like that kind of thing. Do you follow that? Do you, what other kinds of things or questions might you ask somebody? Well, um, I do love Marie Kondo's style. She's a little, I'm a little more, um, for lack of a better word, like spicy about it. I, I don't know. She's really like very calm and present, you know, and I'm like, let's get it done. Um, You're like, what the hell have you ever used this for? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I am very loving. Like, I yeah. totally understand that people have an attachment to things. So mm -hmm. what I would suggest for a person is first, the, the items are not actually holding memories. Our brains are holding memories. So you really just need some sort of visual cue to relive that experience. And so I take pictures of things. Like I take pictures of um, Christmas cards that my grandmother had written to me so I can see her handwriting. And I take pictures of recipes and coffee mugs that I love but really don't fit in my cabinet anymore. So I take a picture and there's one app in particular called Time Hop. It will, I, are you familiar with Time Hop? Uh -uh. So it will go through your phone and Facebook and Instagram, and it will tell you every single day what you posted or took a picture of on that day last year, the year before. So it kind of does the Facebook thing where it brings back your memories. Yes, it okay. does. But it's every single day. And so, um, and it's bringing it in from different places. So you can even have it like show you all the text messages you got on that day last year. Yeah, I turned wow. that picture off. I was like, I don't think I want to relive old Britney text. But, um, <laughs> but I love that app because it brings up all those pictures I took of the things that I got rid of Aww. and it lets me relive them. It's a quick moment. Like I'm nostalgic and then I move on throughout my day. But the thing that I realized was if that item would have been sitting in a box in my basement, you probably would have never looked at it for no, years. <laughs> exactly. So it might be another 10 years before I even think about that memory. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. So I love taking pictures of things and then chucking it like, goodbye. I love you. I love the memory, but I don't need you taking up my space. <laughs> what would you say for you has been the hardest thing that you have gotten rid of? Ooh, this is a really good one. Okay. So, um, 2018 was probably the hardest year of my life. Aside from my marriage crumbling, like back in whatever year that was, 2015, 16, 2018, both my grandmothers were put in nursing homes and I was helping take care of my one grandmother in particular. And I was selling her house and like power of attorney for finance, like a lot. Okay. I was dealing with a lot. And then my husband's grandparents were all, um, two of his grandparents were sick. So we had four grandparents die within a year. Oh gosh. It was very heavy. And then just like constantly having to go to the nursing home because I didn't want anyone to feel confused or didn't know what was going on. So that was really hard. So when I cleaned out my grandmother's house to sell it, I brought all of our stuff to my house, even though at the time I was like, you are making a mistake, Brittany. But I also had pregnancy brain. I was like a million months pregnant. And I was like, I just got to get it out of the house and I'm not ready to let go. So I started going through those, those items. And I, I would just have to sit there and remind myself, like, 
this is not, this isn't all, these things are not all of your memories. You don't need these things to feel close to her. And um, so I really think the hardest thing that I had to get rid of would have been all of my grandmother's knickknacks. Cause she was very like, she loved them, you know, like she didn't, she was kind of a minimalist. Um, so she didn't have a ton, a ton of stuff, but when you take someone's whole home and move it into yours, it's still a lot of stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> so I would say her little knickknacks, she loved roosters and chickens, which Aww. is so not my style at all. <laughs> and so I'm holding on to all of this chicken stuff. And I'm like, I know that this is not serving me. Right. Did you even keep one? I did not. I did not keep any. Um, I will, I will say this, you know, those little like plastic bag holders that you can put on a hook and like you shove them down and there is, I do have one of those in my pantry with roosters on it. So I, 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 I did keep one thing. Um, and that was, I, I was at peace with that too. I'm like, I've got one thing with a rooster on it and it's actually functional and I use it a lot. So, um, it's adding value to my home. But uh, yeah, that stuff was really hard to get rid of. And I was being kind of hard on myself because I would, the grief was so fresh. Mm. Um, and at the time I would moved her house out, like she was still alive. So I, but I knew what was coming. And so it was hard to really get that stuff up. But after she passed away, I'm like, okay, Brittany, like you don't need all of these things. And so I really had to give myself the grace to like get through my grief and be kind to myself. And then, um, yeah, and then I had to chuck the rooster stuff because that is not my style. And I, my grandma was so dear to me. And if she knew that I decorated my house in rooster stuff because of her, she would not be happy with me. Um. So when you, one of the things you said is you had to process your grief and go through that before you could, you know, go through the, the items. And do you think a lot of people like either rush to try to go through all of their items first, or do you think a lot of people, maybe they just never want to admit like more in denial, maybe and yeah. just never touch it? I think, um, in my experience, most people wait too long mm-hmm. and then it becomes like boxes of things and it all sort of becomes white noise at that point. Like, you know it's there, but you're also not fully aware of it. And you don't really realize how much space it's taking up or how much it's hindering you from utilizing that space in a different fashion that would support the life you're living now. And so I really think that most people tuck it all away because they're not ready, which I completely understand. And I honestly would never have a client that like just lost a spouse or something. I would never have them do it right away. Right. But unless they were like, no, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think people avoid it because it feels icky and it's uncharted territory. They don't really, they've never really had to do that before. And they don't have that muscle built up, that decluttering muscle built up well mm-hmm. enough to be able to go through it with ease. Okay. So when you take on, cause you take on one-on-one clients and then you also do like your challenges. Yes. So when you do one-on-one clients, do you have like a questionnaire that they have to fill out so that you have a good idea and maybe like a consult with them before you even start working? Yeah, we usually chit chat a little bit. Typically I um, talk to people on Facebook and we usually chit chat a little bit in the DMs. So I kind of get a feel for what they're struggling with. And then I always do 
um, I call it a strategy call, but really it's, I want to get to know them. I want to understand their struggles and what their specific mental blocks are because everybody is so different that, um, when I do one-on-one, like I really want that person to walk away feeling fully equipped to have a simple home the rest of their life. Yeah. Is there one room in the house that you find that most people struggle with clutter in the most? So I would say two rooms. The first one would probably be the kitchen. A lot of times the kitchen is like just a complete dumping ground for like everything you walk into the house with. Like you're carrying. All the freaking containers, the water bottles, all that yes. crap. Yes. And then it's where you also do a ton of activities, right? Like yes. a lot of people do homework and they're with their kids or just making the meals. And if a lot of people are making three meals a, way, a day and there are at least one. And so you're there is high traffic. There's tons going on in there. So there's usually a lot of random ish in there. And then the second place is usually the place where they have deemed a space of, I don't know what to do with this. Just put it in that room. <laughs> Yeah, I, I call that the clutter coffin. Um, <laughs> your stuff just goes there. It collects dust. And then when you go in, you're like, man, I didn't I didn't even remember I had any of this stuff. And then when you walk in, you're so overwhelmed. You're like, I don't even know where to start. You turn around and close the door. Yes, exactly. Or you throw that item in your hand in there and then close the door. That's what I feel like. So in our house, our front room is kind of like a secondary like family room. Like we have a great room. And for the longest time, we had no idea what to do with it. We like stuck a couch in there and then we started putting boxes in there and everything. And there's no doors to close it off. And so it just, we're like, we just don't know. And then finally we decided with the pandemic, hey, instead of my office being in a bedroom, let's put it down there. And so we did that, but then it was like transporting the crap that we didn't get rid of. And so now it's like shoved into a closet. I was even in there earlier today. <laughs> Should it be admitting this to you? But putting stuff in there and like, you know, making sure I could shut the door. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I feel like do. it's human nature. Like mm-hmm. we just, our brains are overloaded. We're constantly taking in information and advertisements and conversations. And um, so when you, have a couple items in your hand that don't have a home and you're already overwhelmed. You're like, Oh, screw it. Throw it in the room, put right. it in the clutter coffin. I'll deal with it later. And that's how junk drawers come to be formed too. Right. Absolutely. Right Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so I what, have a junk drawer, but I use it intentionally now. It's like, don't know what to do this in the moment, throw it in the, the junk drawer. And then I clean it out like every week. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So with the individuals that you've worked with to help declutter, and I feel like it's decluttering their space and their mind too, Yeah. what are some of the awesome results that you've seen? And like, what are some of those feelings that people are telling you that they have from those results? That's my favorite part is the feelings. Um, and I'm a words of affirmation girl. So anytime someone reaches out to me and is like, hey, you changed my life. I'm like, oh, you did. like that was I don't need a Christmas present now from anyone. That's all Aww. I need. Um, but the feelings that people typically share with me is like peaceful. They feel like a weight's been lifted. They feel like they have more time on their hands and they feel like things are manageable. Um, I read a wild statistic not too long ago and my brain doesn't like to remember things. So I don't remember what it was, but it was we spend an incredible amount of time 
looking for items that we cannot find. And mm-hmm. some of those items are even your car keys. Like I was actually shocked to hear how long people look for their car keys every single day. So um, creating those systems and routines in your house and getting all the ish out, like people just feel so much lighter and they feel like they have freedom to utilize the space how they want it. Um, there were a couple clients actually that come to mind that their house just wasn't working for them, but they were trying to use the spaces in like a traditional society. The way they thought it should be used. Yes. Mm. Yes, exactly. I'm like, well, why don't you just turn this into that? Or, and it's like light bulb moments go off. They're like, wait, I can use this room for whatever I want. You can do whatever you want. It's your house. It's your house. It doesn't matter if I like it. I want you to like it. So um, I really just, that's the big thing for me is that people feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know one of the things that is a struggle, and even for me, before I joined your um, decluttering challenge for the clothing for your wardrobe, Mm -hmm. is figuring out even where to start. Like it's overwhelming for all of the stuff to be there. And it's like where do I even start? And so the one thing that I really liked about, I liked a lot of things about your challenge, but with your challenge is you gave us like small pieces, small bites. Um, you didn't tell us exactly what to do, but you gave us guidance and those small bites of what to do each day and asking us to be accountable to post our pictures, how we felt like different things like that. So that helped me to do it. And I feel like a lot of people when they're overwhelmed, it's like take the smallest, tiniest step. But I think in addition to that, I'm guessing you probably have some more tips on what would be helpful to you when you're overwhelmed. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, I think that that's the main thing that keeps us stuck is that we just don't know where to start. So we just keep doing things the way we've always done them. And that doesn't feel good if we're already frustrated. So one thing I like to tell people is just to keep it small, like I said before, and that might just mean like seriously, just looking at your socks or just looking at your eyeshadow, right? Like such a tiny little step can create so much momentum. Mm-hmm. And and then if you're looking, so if you're looking at your whole bathroom and you only get the eyeshadow out of there, then it feels like a fail, right? Because you didn't complete the task. If you intentionally say, I'm going to look at my eyeshadow and you get rid of the eyeshadow, you keep what you love, it feels like a win. And then you're motivated to keep going. So if you can just take the teeniest, tiniest step and be super intentional, as soon as you start seeing stuff hit the trash bag and you start seeing that space clear out, you, you know, you're onto something, you know, you're on the right track. And, um, another thing that I tell people about when they get overwhelmed, oftentimes people are overwhelmed because it's not just their stuff. It's a spouse, kids, things like that. Yeah. And so I always tell people, focus on your stuff first. I promise, I promise, I promise you have plenty of stuff that you can look at, right? And that you can make decisions about. Because I got lucky. My husband was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do this. (laughs) But a lot of people don't have a supportive spouse or they don't have a spouse that really sees the vision yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the thing. We get to show them by actual proof how good this is going to feel. So you just focus on your own things. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry if they're like, mom, why are you getting rid of that? Don't worry about it. Focus on your own stuff. And then when it comes to kids, 
like um, my daughter, she's four. I could go tell her to clean her room. She'll go in there right now and have it looking pristine. My son, I'll tell him to go clean his room and he just shoves everything up against the wall. And he's like, all clean. <laughs> right? So also everybody has their own level of tolerable clutter. And mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to my son who's six. So he's older and less capable of cleaning to my standards. Um, but he, he looked at me one day and he said, well, mommy, will you teach me how to organize? And I was like, light bulb moment for me. He literally didn't know how to put things away, where they go. So that was a great moment for me of just like showing him how to do things. And it was a reminder to me that his room felt super overwhelming to me. I was like, what in the hell is going on in here? But for him, it brought zero stress. So really finding that um, sweet spot of what you can tolerate and what feels easy to maintain. That's like the sweet spot. What feels easy to maintain. That doesn't mean that every single day of your life is going to be roses. But what feels easy to maintain is right where you need to be. So a lot of people can have tons of clutter. What I would deem clutter or maybe you would deem clutter. But it's but they know exactly where everything is and they can easily get to it and they're not stressed. Whereas other people, they have to have a super minimalist home. I'm honestly not that minimalist, which I think surprises some people. But um, I'm just, it feels easy to maintain a larger amount of stuff for me. So I would say if you're feeling overwhelmed, start small, focus on your own things. And don't let the chatter of family members or other people in your life, don't let it get in your head. You're on a mission. Do you and do what feels good. I love that. I love that. I can think of too a uh, a manager at work. Like years ago, you'd walk into she had this huge office, and you'd walk in, and there's this huge, you know, cherry wood desk, and she had stacks of paper, like you know, just nicely pa- placed and organized. And everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, you are a hot mess." And she was. You would ask her for something, she'd be like, "Hold on," and she'd go exactly to the stack go through and pick it out. And so it's like what you're saying, like it was organized. It, it may have looked like clutter to other people. Like for me, I like to put things away a lot and -hmm. have them organized in files. But to her, it was like, it was not stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's kind of cool that we get to embrace like how other people's brains work too. Like, yes. Like, I'm really excited for that person that she's able to maintain that much paper. Like I would paperwork, like I can't handle (laughs) But um, no, that's really cool. And I'm actually glad you mentioned paper too, because that's another thing when people don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but when people don't know where to start, they always start with paper, always. And so if you think about it, um, I always tell people do paper like second to last because you are, you might spend two hours and get rid of one stack of paper. Like that doesn't that doesn't feel good at all. You want to like get some big wins first. Like, you know, that table that's sitting in your basement that great aunt Betty gave to you, get rid of it. Cause you're never going to use it. And I know you have these grand dreams of wanting to refinish it or whatever, but you're never going to do it. Get it out. So things like that, like getting a really big win. And when I say big, I mean space. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I wonder if people do, cause I started with paper first. So before I even did your challenge, 
I cleaned up several file cabinets, but I had stacks of paper like sitting. I wonder if it's more visible to people versus, like you said, even though that space in the basement with that table, that paper might be front and center, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think paper too is like, when we're looking at it, we typically have some sort of to-do list that's piling up in that paper. Like, oh, that's a bill I need to pay or like a return I need to make or a phone call I need to make. And so decluttering paper, not only is it, (laughs) you're not getting a big win as far as space goes, but you're also adding to your to-do list. That's true. It could be even more stressful. Yeah, it's even more stressful because and then you're like, wait, I just sat for two, three hours and now I just have more stuff to do. So, yeah. And I'm out a few hundred dollars for bills I had to pay. Exactly. It's like if I wouldn't have seen that bill, I wouldn't have paid it. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I do pay my bills. Um, But but truly, I I think that people um, assume that paper is going to be somewhat easy because Mm -hmm. you're able to because you're able to say, oh, I need to pay that. You know what needs to happen with it. So it feels easy, but it's actually quite heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, and like even being part of your challenge, like I have been able to maintain the way that my drawers are and my closet is. I never would have thought that, but, and I'm not perfect. So there are days where, yes, that dry laundry that I put in the laundry basket in front of the dryer sits there for a couple days, But typically what I'll do is I'll take it into my room and I'm automatically putting in it, you know, the systematic where I decided things were going and I have a home for them and I can put them away and it feels so good. And, but it's funny too, because my husband has been like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm actually putting away the laundry. Like, can you believe it? We're not going to live out of a laundry basket forever. First of all, now I don't need a Christmas present. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, No, that's so beautiful because I think we, we really do just as a society here, we have so much stuff Yes, and it feels so normal to like, just be swimming and stuff all the time. When, when you finally find a home for everything and you know where that home is, it makes it so easy to put things away. And so like when you come home from a long day of work, like the last thing you want to do is make a bunch of clutter decisions, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't want to deal with a bunch of things just floating around your house that haven't had a home for two years. So like why start today? But when everything has a home, it's very mindless work. It doesn't feel like work. You yes. just put it away. Yes, true, true. Yeah. So Brittany, I know that you started out by watching that Marie Kondo and seeing that. Do you have some favorite like uh, decluttering or, you know, home organization shows that you like to watch today? You know, I actually really like hoarders and the the hoarders. That is motivation. Yeah. I'll tell you that. (laughs) The hoarders episodes. I'm just, I'm fascinated by how the mind works with clutter. Yep. And so I feel like when I watch hoarders, I really get to see like why we're in the situation we're in and what we can do to progress and get out of it. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, hoarders is gross. I can't watch it because there have definitely been some episodes where I'm like, whoo, I don't know how I would have handled that. But right. um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And everybody always tells me to watch the home edit, which honestly looks like a phenomenal show but I 
don't really care about things looking pretty. Mm. And so for some reason, I just haven't connected with that one. But everybody is always like, Renee, you're going to love the home edit. So I know it's a phenomenal show. It's just um, hoarders is where it's at for me. I love me some hoarders. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like too, when you were talking, when I asked you earlier about like, do they come and ask you to just take their stuff or not? And I love, because that's the hoarders mentality too, is you have that, I, I don't know if it's therapist, psychotherapist, they're with them to help process through. So like you even said, they're not down here six months later calling you up again because it just built back up. You yeah. To go to the root of the issue of what's causing you to put that all there. Yeah. And I really like, that's why I love sharing so much with people, like the tips of mm-hmm. ways you can get rid of things without feeling like you're losing something mm-hmm. because I, I really want lifelong results for people. Like I want this to change your life for the better. And so I love being able to learn how clutter impacts the way we behave and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So Brittany, do you have any challenges coming up? Um, Let's see. Well, I've always got something brewing, but anybody can send me a message and I will gladly throw together a challenge. I I like... I'm always spur of the moment. I'm a very spur of the moment kind of person. And so I'm like, oh, you know what? I think we're going to do a kitchen one today. So um, (laughs) for November, I wanted to do a kitchen refresh because the holidays are approaching. We're going to, a lot of us are going to want to entertain and it will be, it will feel so good for people to come into your home and you haven't spent three weeks trying to get your home to a place where you feel comfortable allowing everybody to come in. So I am doing a kitchen refresh in November. Love it. Love it. And I totally recommend you, especially just your approach and the way that you guide and coach people. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means (laughs) the world to me. Uh, So Brittany, if somebody does want to get in connection with you or follow you, um, like where, what social media platforms, how should they go ahead and do that? So you can find me at Clutter HQ on Facebook at Clutter HQ. Um, And also, if you just want to shoot me an email, it's hello at clutterhq.com and I will respond. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brittany. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Uh, and thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Tracy Schroyer, PhD, LLC. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to share with your network and keep listening. Thanks again and have a great day.